welcome to another episode of Inspire Pod with myself, Kuran Kang. We bring you the best interviews with leading business people and entrepreneurs across their industry. Today's guest has over 10 years experience within media and entertainment. He's the CEO of BritAsia since 2017. In 2018, he was named the Director of Birmingham Commonwealth Association, and he's on the Board of Directors for Seek Network and Chair of Media and Communications for the Seek Council UK. Today's guest is none other than Mr. Tony Singh Shirgill. How are you doing, Tony? You okay? Good, thank you, Karan. Thank you for having me on the show. No problem. Really excited to uh, get you on. And look, for anybody watching this and um, wondering why it's on Zoom, this was when we had an epidemic called coronavirus. And so we're just uh, innovating with uh, online um, conferences for now. And just going off the back of that, um, how, how have you found uh, coronavirus and the current uh, issues that are affecting your industry within media? Well, Karam, obviously, you know, there's people, there's businesses out there that, you know, are in lockdown and can't advertise. Um, I, I think one good thing is that people at home, they can still watch British TV on, on, on the Sky platform or the Freeview platform. Um, but it's, it's affected us in the, in the fact that we can't go out and actively go and get that sponsorship, the money. We host two, three major events a year. Uh, which is the uh, British Asian Music Awards and the Punjabi Film Awards, um, you know, and, and last year was at Wembley uh, Arena um, uh, and, and Marriott Hotel uh, on Park Lane. So obviously that sponsorship uh, and the connectivity engagement with audiences kind of slows down, um, uh, you know, and then it stops us obviously creating more content, creating different shows. Um, and then, and, and then the, the, the kind of sponsorship just freezes up and the advertisement really. And with that, um, do you see any like long-term effects or, or anything that co can come off the back of it? I, I don't see any long-term effects. I think if we could, if we could, it's all about the bounce back. So as long as we get back to normality around uh, around maybe June, I'm hoping the first week of June, being realistic, um, I think there's a, there's a strong bounce back where we could help a lot of businesses get back on their feet. A lot of businesses would want to market would need to get their brand awareness out there, would need to advertise. And I think we're in, we're in a great position at that time to support a lot of people on our platforms because we're not just a, a TV platform. We're actually, you know, we have our online social media platform. We have our online presence on our you know, website. Um, and, you know, we've recently diversified within this pandemic. We just launched our own mobile network, which currently we're giving out free NHS um, mobile sims. So basically, you know, if you're an NHS frontline worker, you could just go onto our portal, BritAsiaMobile.com, uh, and request for a SIM where you get free data, free text messages, and free um, uh, minutes. We've done that based on the fact that some of the frontline workers can't go back home, and they're having to stop in apartments or hotels provided by NHS because their, their families could be affected. So instead of them using their own data, you know, we're the first telecom provider to obviously offer that. I was on, uh, you know, uh, radio yesterday talking about, you know, what we've done. Uh, and I think, I think that's what's great about Great Britain that, you know, it doesn't matter which community you belong to, it doesn't matter your ethnicity or background, everyone kind of just get, you know, you know, does their part. And I think that's more, really important. Um, you know, and there's some great inspirations out there like Captain Moore, who's raised over 20 million, yeah. you know, Carl Said are giving out a lot of food. Uh, you know, different organisations out there, they're really doing some great work. That, that's fantastic. And yeah, it's great to see a lot of communities coming together. Um, you know, the, the country was quite divided uh, after Brexit. 
and it, you know, it was, it was a bit 50-50. So seeing everybody coming together to try and get that is, is great. And um, good to see what Britasia did to be involved as well. Um, with regards to like the, the consumption, um, you know, obviously with, with Britasia, what, what you provide can be consumed, you know, at home, on the, on the phone, etc. Have you seen any, you know, spikes or decreases in, um, you know, an online audience or, you know, has it been the I would same? say in the, in, in the first month, Karam, we saw a slight decline um, and it's not just uh, our channels, it's the whole Asian boutique uh, on, on, on Sky. The reason being for that was a lot of people focused on watching news and, and, and you can't blame them because they want to be updated every minute. Um, so, so we saw that, but then gradually, you know, you know, as, 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 the, as the weeks pass, you can see that people are kind of getting back to, you know, their normal, normal pattern and, and, you know, and trying to stay positive. And I think with our channel, it's a very positive channel because, you know, people don't understand the music and, 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 and where it actually comes from. You know, it actually, it, there's a lot of positivity in the beat and yeah. the sound. And, you know, you automatically, your hands start raising and you think, you know, why is it so positive? And I think, you know, the music that we play on, you know, predominantly it is Punjabi, but the music we play on the channel is that positivity. And, 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 and look, let's not forget there's 200 million speaking Punjabis around the world. The Sikh Punjabi, Hindu Punjabi, Muslim Punjabi, Christian Punjabi. So, you know, it's great to represent all these uh, backgrounds and communities. Um, and, 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 you know, via the platform, really, uh, Asia TV. Right, and um, good to see that you touched upon positivity there. Uh, and that leads me to my next question. Do you see many positive outcomes coming back after Corona because of changes that's happened in this industry? I think, I think look, I, 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 we've got to be realistic. I think, I think we're, we're heading for a real tough time, um, you know, and, you know, GDP is dropping, um, you know, there's no trade where UK is a, uh, you know, is a service centre and known for its financial sector. Um, again, I, I, think, I think we're in struggling times, to be totally honest with you. Uh, you will see a lot of major, major change, uh, you know, closing down. But I think the positivity is the bounce back. How could, can you bounce back from this? And to be honest, the reality is it's a survival. And can you survive through this pandemic? And, and obviously you're very well experienced across, uh, you know, business and, um, you know, not, not just in uh, media and entertainment. What advice can you give to people sitting at home watching this about surviving this current, um, you know, period and getting on that bounce back? I mean, my advice is look at opportunity. There's a key element, regardless of whatever you do in life and whatever business or whatever route you've taken, it's all about opportunity. And if you could seize the opportunity or di diversify, so look what we've done. We're, 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 we're a predominantly a broadcaster on, on Sky, but why have we created an MBNO and looked at diversifying into the mobile sector? So that was an opportunity that we created within this time. And, 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 and that's what I say to people out there, think out the box, look at different strategies. How can you do, how can your business or how can you provide a service or some sort of, uh, you know, of diversification to, you know, making that bounce back a little bit easier or, or a little bit less. The one thing I will definitely say is drip feed your, your you know, whoever you need to pay, drip feed them yeah. because at least you know and create yourself a, a cash flow strategy 
for over maybe uh, from now till about two years and see how you could do a payback and look at you know realistically what you know where are you going to be at the end of this uh, at the end of the circle so you know just things like that that you really need to just sit down take take a day out you know and and and, and just analyze everything but look at thinking out the box and I'll right. And, and um, you know, maybe this uh, next question can be relevant for people who want to start up in business, um, you know, from scratch anyway. But to somebody sitting at home who's got an idea of opportunity, they, they don't know where to start. Where, where, where could they start? Well, look, it depends what their interests are and it depends what do they want to do. And if they are looking to do a startup, I think it's really important to maybe listen to a few podcasts. <laughs> you know, and maybe on yours, yours, <laughs> <laughs> and and just look at the inspiration because you don't know what you're going to listen to that's actually going to make your mind think. That's not a bad idea. Why don't I try something like that? Why don't I do something like you know? Let, let, let's just think out the box. Let's just say you're giving advice over because this is advice, isn't it? This is just something we're probably providing somebody who could listen and say, well, actually, there is light at the end of the tunnel. I'm going to keep going, and sometimes. Yeah. Somebody just needs that, just needs to have that little bit of, you know, that, that, that support or needs to hear something that will say, you know, I'll keep going, I'll get through this. And I think the biggest key thing uh, and advice I could give to anyone is stay positive. There is light at the end of the tunnel. You know, we, we, you know we'll be back to normality. It is going to be hard, but that's life. Life throws challenges. It's fine. It's, it's part of our journey of life. Brilliant. And um, just to give a bit of a background to yourself, like what initially got you into the media industry and why? Look, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's basically, I'm going to come back to that word opportunity. I was at the right time, at the right place. Yeah. Opportunity was something totally different. I was thinking of creating an online tabloid and it actually turned out into conversation. Like, why don't we just launch a TV channel? And I launched the first uh, I launched my first channel in 2009, January, uh, which was Seek Channel. So I launched that, um, uh, you know, with, with with another colleague at the time. Um, and and, and it, believe it or not, it was probably accidental because I actually went to an investor regarding something else, and he said, "Well, look, I have this, and and what do you think? Could we create something?" And literally, it was created, and. And would I say that, is, is that something I've created? Probably not. I would say that we, we've probably been given the opportunity, you know, to give something back to the community. And that's what it was for me. It was something that I wanted to give back to the community. And I think, I think you know, some people may not, may not believe in this concept, what I'm about to say, but I, I believe that, you know, uh, it was a message from God to basically deliver you know, some people are into spirituality or somebody might think that, you know, it's a superpower or whatever. But whatever that is, or it could be, you know, your gut telling you or, or whatever. I just felt that at that time, it was the right time, right opportunity. And I wanted to give something back. Uh, you know, and, and that's how I actually got into media. Well, and um, to anyone who, you know, comes across opportunity, is there any, you know, I know you mentioned in one of the previous answers about, you know, keeping positive mindset. Is there anything else that comes with grasping opportunity and you know pushing it forward into a you know, successful model? I think you know. Is there anything? I mean, let's look at a metaphor. Let's look at. Let's talk about a metaphor. Let's just say, right? I'm sitting in. I'm, I'm sitting uh, in an airport. Uh, I mean, it's a current pandemic. Okay, and I, and I, I'm sitting across. Uh, uh, 
you know, I'm about to jump on a plane and I hear a conversation happening. And it's a director from NHS speaking to a guy who's basically in, in, in Europe and saying, I'm happy to provide you test kits. Okay. And this deal's about to take place and it's a million and it's a million test kits. Now, what's happened is all the shops are closed because it's a pandemic. Okay. In the airport. No, the social distancing that nobody wants to come to you. Okay. Nobody wants to walk up to you. And this guy hasn't got a pen to sign a contract. Now the, now the deal is worth X amount of million pounds. You've got the NHS guy sitting there and you've got the manufacturer sitting there from Europe who manufactured test kits and he hasn't got a pen. I hear this conversation. I've got a pen, which my grandfather gave me and he said, this will come in handy one day. I might not be a wealthy man, but keep this pen. And I always thought, what is this pen going to be used to me in my lifestyle? But I'm sitting on this plane and I've accidentally just got onto this plane because, you know, you know, it, it, there was an opportunity. I, I brought a ticket and I, and I was there just to leave a country or wherever I was in Europe to come back home. Now, here's the opportunity. I've gone to the NHS guy and, say, and said, you haven't got a pen to sign. The manufacturer hasn't got a pen to sign, but he has, but he wants to knock you down 25% to use his pen. Here's my pen. I'll have 10% of whatever you, but use my pen because without my pen, you're going to get 0%. But here's my pen, sign the deal, I'll take 10%. That's an opportunity. Now that could happen in real life, depending on your situation and depending on the circumstance. So, so basically be ready for the opportunity. Don't just sit back and, and just be one of the people on the passengers saying, actually, I'm into social distancing or I don't, I don't, I've got a pen, but I don't want to be involved. It's about creating and having the opportunity and, and looking out for it. Yeah, always carry a pen. <laughs> I want that's what everyone's going to take from this now. <laughs> and um, talking about opportunity, um, you know, and again, something you mentioned, um, you know, serving the, the Punjabi uh, you know, industry, not just for Sikhs, but also Hindus, Christians, Muslims. Um, was that an opportunity or was it something that you, that you are passionate about? Where, where did that part come from? I mean, look, let's, let's, let's look back uh, and, and you know, there's a word called Bashokkari Punjabi, which means your background, which means where do you belong? Where have you come from? What's your bloodline? And, and uh, I, I'm, I'm married in, um, uh, in Chandigarh, my wife's from Chandigarh, um, you know, she's very big support of whatever I've done in my life um, and, and, and always has been. Um, so, so she, she took me to a place in, in, in India called um, uh, Hardarpur. So basically, in that area, you could go back and, and trace your ancestry. Hargirapur, I think it's called, yeah? And uh, uh, basically, she helped me draw our kind of family tree. So, so what happened is, uh, one of my cousins is actually a professor in Padiala University. And he got involved. And I said, listen, surely we should look at what, where we come from, what we who we are and, and let's kind of trace back our ancestry. So basically we traced it back that we were barons, uh, uh, missiles in Maharaja and Zeke Singh's rule. Oh, wow. So basically we were called Nishan Singh missile. So you could Google it and you'll see they were Shergills. It wasn't a very big missile, but they were given the role of carrying whenever they went to war, the, uh, the missile we belong to is that they would carry the Nishan Singh, the Nishan, so the flag. So that's why we call Nishan Singh missile. Now there was loads of missiles. Now you, you'll be familiar. There was a, there was a Jassa Singh Al Luwalia. 
Jasasinghe Ramgarhia, there was Sandhu missile. So there's about 12, 13 missiles in Maharaja Ranjit Singh's rule, which obviously, as you know, uh, you know, he ruled all the way up until Afghanistan and, you know, Lahore was his headquarters. So, so, so the last rulers of India was, was uh, you know, were the Sikhs of Maharaja Ranjit Singh. And he's probably the greatest Punjabi that ever walked this land. Basically, in his rule, there was never, ever an execution. You know, he had Frenchmen in his, in, in, in his he had Frenchmen, he had big scholars within his empire. And you've got to respect that because every, every community respected him as well. And if you look at it recently, historic, his, his, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, the historians came together recently from Oxford, Cambridge and around the world. And they looked at who should we give, that who was the greatest a, a ruler? And they, and they gave Maharajan Razit Singh after looking at his whole, you know, history of what he'd done for 40 years that he ruled, uh, what was, you know, what, was now, what is now India. Um, you know, in that rule, they, they, they gave him that, that kind of, that he's the greatest uh, ruler that ever lived. Now, going back to that and knowing, you know, knowing kind of our family ancestry on what we were, and, 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 and if you look at our family, we're very tall, we're all six foot four, my father, my grandfather, my grandmother, you know, my brothers, we're all really, really quite, quite tall. Um, you know, even my sisters were very, very tall. Um, and, then, and then if you look at that coming forward, um, you know, the, the, the history is a lot more deep, but I won't go into too much, but my grandfather fought in the Second World War, got injured, then returned to India. Then my parents came on a voucher system into the UK, because if you fought in the war, you were allowed to come on a voucher system. All his brothers came, and three brothers went back. They said, we can't work here in the UK. It's too hard. This is not for us. We're, 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 you know, we're landowners back home. We're, we're fine. We, so they went back. And then one of my, my, uh, one of my other uncles uh, um, joined the Indian Army and then retired as a captain, now lives in the States. Um, and, and, then, and then my father became a Sikh leader here in the UK in, uh, in, you know, of, of, of a Sikh temple, um, quite very active. Um, and then, you know, my sister, both my two sisters are in politics currently, uh, you know, one in, one in the current government and one, one in the shadow of the government. Uh, and again, we're just doing things and I always think, where does this kind of blessing or where does this come from? It probably comes from my forefathers and you coming back to why are you, why is it good to support the Punjabi community? It's it kind of, it happens, doesn't it, for somewhere or some reason. You know, I ask myself the same question. I'm sitting here at Brit Asia TV when I've just launched some other maybe religious channels. But the reality is, is that the Punjabi is, you know, and it comes back down to what I just said. It's, it's, it's supporting all these communities, you know, and, it, you know, and, and I think that's really important that, that we, we keep this really, you know, alive for the next generations and, and, and younger kids. You know, we have text messages. We have people sending in to saying, Oh, look, here's my little son dancing to the song. You know, here's my daughter dancing to this. It's just a root, isn't it? It's a start of a root. And don't forget, you know, if you can't read Punjabi, you won't be able to read Gurbani. So, the, you know, there's a, there's a start and an end to something, you know, and, 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 you know, and it's really important to maybe, yes, stay proud to be British, which we are, but also keep that culture element. So, you know, if you're British Sikh or British Hindu, Muslim, Christian, you know, it, and, and you're Punjabi at the same time, be proud of it. Yeah, definitely. And uh, no, that's a great background as well. Some, some stuff in there I didn't know myself. 
and so yeah, that's really cool. And going back to that Britasia, um, um, you know what what you're doing within there. Uh, you know, I've read that you um, led, uh, you know, obviously you're a CEO now, but led a consortium, which, overseas consortium, which bought Britasia a few years ago. Um, can you talk to us about that process of being part of something that buys an organisation and, and what goes behind it? Yeah, sure. I mean, look, what we saw with Britasia TV was a brand. And we thought, look, it's a brand. Uh, it's been on air for over 12 years. Um, and, and, and actually this brand could grow. So we, we purchased a brand with a followership um, and it was a household name. Everyone knows Britasia TV. Um, so what we did is, again, we, we got a few investors together. And to be honest, the investors have been fantastic. They understand the vision and, and they understand the importance of, 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 of keeping a channel like this on air. Um, uh, and again, it, it was quite difficult because there was around about 10 people in the race to buy Britasia TV. Oh. Um, and we were probably somewhere, somewhere, we were probably seventh in the row. And what we did is we very, very smartly, we just said, here's our offer, take it or leave it. And what happened was the, the, the proofs in the pudding. So the lawyers asked everybody in that race to, to, to put a non-refundable deposit down. So out of all the 10, we were the only ones that put a non-refundable deposit down. So it kind of then became very easy for us to go through that process and, and, and you know, and, and, and to take the competition out, um, you know, and, and, and that's how it happened. And has it been tough? Yes. Has it been hard to, to, to kind of um, work in this industry? Very much. I, I, found, I found launching the seat channels a lot easier. I found this, this, this channel is like running 100 weddings in one, you know, just to give you kind of an outcome. Um, where the seat channels were probably like running a hundred Google what they want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's, but it's interesting. It's, it's good. There's a lot happening. It's something different. And, and I think if we could keep it running positive rather than saying, you know, when jobbies, all they do is drink and they do this, because if you look at Bollywood's direction, every, every song is a Punjabi related now. Uh, you know, if you look at Sacred Game, Sefik Khan, great role, great, great film you play. You play the Sadar role. You know, and, and, and if you look at the positivities of actually, you know, Punjabis around the world, what they're doing, feeding, longer and, and, and so on. We're always, we're, always, we're always forthcoming. We're always givers. And, you know, it's good to see that, you know, that we're getting portrayed like that now. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, and, and, you know, you know, even in mainstream, it's just good to stay positive, um, you know, and, and keep that outcome there. Okay, and um, going back to those that negotiation phase, um, you know, you put the non-refundable deposit down. Um, can you talk to us about what makes you a good negotiator, or you know, when buying organisations, or you know, building new ones such as the um, uh, data and communication ones you mentioned earlier? I think look, it's really, really smart knowing what the competitor is, who else you can turn to within negotiations, and make sure them conversations are happening. Because it's very, really important that, that if, you, if, you're, if them conversations are happening, you could actually end up turning it the other way around, if that makes sense. So, if, so, what, so I'll give you an example. With, when I was negotiating the MVNO, I was actually speaking to another MVO provider who's actually, so, so our MVNO is on EE, but I was talking to another MVNO who wanted to put us on Virgin. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very important, even though I didn't have further conversations with an NBO, I've had initial conversations and I use that in my negotiation skills to say, look, I'm ready to go. 
this is who we are, here's my brand, here's our viewers figures, this is what we do, it, it'd be a great add-on, I want to launch this. Uh, and you know, and, and it's things like that, that you really need while negotiating, you know, in, 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 in play. If you haven't got that, then it's just a very one for a conversation between A and B. You always need a C to keep things interesting and negotiation. And, and the C is really important because what you don't want to do, A and B doesn't want to fall out because A and B want to do the deal. Put it all onto C. So let B talk about C and say, actually, they're, they're not that great. Let A say, well, actually, they give me a better deal. And then you come in, you come in the middle and you close the deal. So you've actually got a better, better you've, come off, you've, you've come better off by including C. Okay, and um, good good advice on what's good in negotiation. What what do you see people do bad when negotiating deals that you know our, our viewers can avoid? I think what they do is they, they they're rushing. They don't look. They don't read. They don't look at uh, terms and conditions. They don't. They don't. They they just they just get excited with the deal, and they don't look at what's actually behind the deal. And and actually can can a go directly to your provider if you do not complete the fulfillment that's required. Yeah. You know, little things like that, that actually what's happened is if I'm ordering a hundred pieces of something from you and you're providing to Amazon, let's just say, or, or, or an online portal, whoever it is, what happens if, you, if your supplier can't produce that, 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 that flow of, of items? Now, is there somewhere in the, in, in the clause that actually you, the person you're selling to can go to your supplier? And guess what's happened? Your business is closed overnight because you thought you were safe. You're only safe if you keep up the supply. And if your supplier has had some issues and now has actually gone direct and taken you out the middle, man, it's all, you know, what's happened? You've closed because you didn't read the, the small print. You know, you didn't look at some of these small things that actually could be detrimental later on in life or later on in, in a year's time. And, and these things happen. Great. So always use the small print. And always get it checked by somebody, you know, legal, legal firms or if somebody in your household knows about contracts or somebody's doing law. Always just get it read over once over and understand what you're actually signing. Don't sign anything you don't understand. Great. And um, obviously, you've, you've, you know, as well as being CEO, um, you know, and taking over a company, you've also, um, you know, founded companies. What, what's the difference and which one do you prefer? I prefer setting up and being an innovator and creative. I, 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 I prefer picking up. I mean, look, Seek Channel was made out of what, you know, from dust to gold. You know, it was a platform that now people could, if they can't go to the temples, they could listen to the, the you know, the religious money. Now, we, we, you know, again, I, I, like, I like picking up businesses that, ha that need something uh, like an injection, uh, might need some more vision, might need some innovation, might, might need to take it to the next level, like with Asia. We're a global channel since we've taken over. We're now in India, we're now in Africa, we're now in UK, Europe. We'll be, the last stop will probably be Australia. So again, we've grown the brand within three years. You know, we've hold, we, we're the first company to hold outside of India, the first Punjabi film awards because Punjabi industry was not being recognized even though they created so many films. And, you know, and we did that back in 2018. So, you know, it's, it's just things, clever, clever strategies and, and things like this that, that we've done. Just keep everything 
moving and that's really that's that's really if you haven't got a forecast or a strategy for five years you really need to create that you really need to create an aim objective and a focus because you know if you haven't got an exit route or you haven't got a, a goal a end goal you need to have a rethink of where your business is heading right, and, uh, i always like creating new new businesses really i mean i currently sit on the leadership board for Business trust which is uh, sunderland uh, birmingham which is called the Metropolitan, um, uh, the Met Hospital, which is which is in Cape Hill. Uh, well, sorry, it's it's borderline Birmingham and Sandwell. And, and and again, what have I been doing recently? I've just been, you know, connecting some of the procurement team into people that I know in London or medical industries that could that could basically provide PPE, you know, that could provide PPE equipment, um, you know, and and again, whatever roles we sit on, I always try and try and make sure that these roles that we try and, you know, uh, give our best to, you know, and offer our best advice. Um, so it's not just about even companies that we're setting up, even some of the roles that are set on, you know, have I brought the right investor to the table? Have I brought the right organization? How, you know, have I done my uh, test on them to say actually they're, 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 they're ready to supply uh, A, B and C? Really exciting, and um, you touched upon the word strategy a couple of times in there. And I remember um, reading an article about yourself. I think it might have been in Biz Asia uh, when you first were CEO of Brit Asia. You talked about how the strategy was really to focus on quality and talent um, within, you know, Brit Asia moving forward. How has that gone, and, and has it changed uh, in that short space of time? Yeah, well, um, let, let's put it this way. Since I mean, when we bought the channel, we were probably on around about. 100,000 viewers a month. So it wasn't in a great state when we took over. And now we're at 800,000 a month. So you can see the difference. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> So where we are from when we took, took over in 2017 and where we are today in 2020. So again, we've, we, we've, uh, what I did is I commercialized the channel. I made it more corporate. We now work with public sector. If you look at the channel and watch the channels and you see the ads, we have government ads you know, on the channel stating, please stay at home. You know, you know, they wouldn't be giving the, these kind of ads to, 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 to channels who actually haven't got a corporate structure. So what we did is we, 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 we turned it into a corporate structure. We made, we work with public and private sector. We, you know, we've, we've, um, we've just lifted the brand a bit more professionalism and taking it to that, to that next height. Um, so, 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 you know, we, we've stopped playing songs that actually shouldn't be on the platform and only quality. So there's a Q, QS process. Your song can't just be played. It has to go through a process, you know. So, so there's a number of things that we've done to keep that quality really in check. And um, obviously the media industry is always changing. Um, you know, I was just reading a book by um, CEO of Walt Disney, uh, Robert Iger. Yeah. Uh, where, where he talks about you know how they started buying out other organizations to fit into Disney and yeah. he's, he's absolutely killed it there. Um, how do you see the media industry changing and how can you adapt to it? Well look if you look at Disney and you look at Comcast they brought Sky out for you know X amount of billions. Now if you look at that strategy what's going to happen is it's, it's, it's adaptability. Now a lot of people will say oh everything's online but who's providing the internet to your houses? It's Sky, yeah. it's Virgin, <laughs> you know, it, it's BT. These people also have an online presence. These people also are in your homes on a Sky box or OTT. You know, they're still providing, so they're adapting. So what will happen is 
you you may just have one maybe uh, you know the future the way the future is there's probably one fiber line coming into your household and providing a b c d e so you so your internet your 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 entertainment your phone line your voip systems and so on and so on so what we've done we've just we're, we're just ready to adapt so if sky changed their strategy and they want to be more of an ip strategy and you don't need a box and all you now need is a download an app we're ready we're adapted we and, and let, let me tell you how we've adapted. We haven't launched yet. We've launched our own mobile network so yeah. people could watch us on the go. So we're adapting and future-proofing for the next four to five years. So 100%, you have to be adaptability. There has to be some sort of adapt. Your business have, has to adapt with the current trends. So if the current trends are moving more you know, online and so on and so on, great. But traditional television is still alive in UK. It's the most expensive country in the world to own a TV channel. There's only, there's only out of a population of 67 million, there's probably only about 500 people that own a TV channel. Uh, five billion pounds is your pot that's spent on commercial advertisement every year. So it still stays alive. As long as Premiership football is still on Sky TV, we're fine. Unless it goes on to Amazon. <laughs> somebody else buys it out. Yeah. So again, it comes back to adaptability. And, you know, there are the strong platforms out there, but people still put Britasia on when they're going out. If they've had a hard week, you know, uh, it's in the background with family at home. You know, it's still there. It's still part of that family environment, regardless the way we've, what I would say is we haven't stopped watching television. We've just adapted them differently on what we watch on television. Now. And um, th thanks for the massive background there on, you know, media and the changing landscape. Um, just to go into the next phase of this, obviously, you know, what, one thing we really like to do on this is to really speak about the entrepreneur's background, really give the viewer an insight. You know, maybe it can give them some inspiration or, you know, um, some thoughts and ideas. Can you give us a bit of a background to, to your upbringing and you know what got you into you know entrepreneurship? I think what it is from a young age, I've always kind of been that that kind of entrepreneur. I think we we, we have a sweet side us that you know if you look at statistics, thirty three percent of Asians are either on their own business or have a second source of income. Yeah. So we've all been you know somewhere down the line we've had this courage, uh, uh, you know for, for, for you know and, and I think that's the key thing. Business is about taking risks and you've got to have courage. So if you can't take risks, business is not for you. So you've got to take a risk, and, but it has to be calculated risks, if that makes sense. You have to take a calculated approach and take calculated risks within business. Let me give you an example. I believe that whatever amount of money you're going to earn in your life, you're going to earn it. Okay? What I believe is that we're here for a purpose. We're here not to basically you know go to school go to college go to university get married have children then spend the next 20 years to make sure your children are fine to get a house and so on and then what happens is we go into retirement we might go on a cruise might get a bit religious and start going and spending time in the in your native countries or your forefathers country and then actually you you, you pass away and that's an 80 years 75 year 80 years cycle I believe actually we're here to make a difference of some sort and to do something. So within that time frame, you could look at there's, 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 let's just say there's three plans 
Okay, let's just say there's three three plans that 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 you have in your in your life opportunity. You can have a basic plan and run through that. That's a basic plan. Okay, so a little bit like you know when you're buying a buying a software, they give you three plans. Yeah, you've got one basic plan. Okay, and that's the basic plan I've just stated. Just live life as it is. Fantastic, and and that's more of of just going to work nine to five. Don't really need much. You 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 know you you're happy to rent or you're happy to have you know your first home and that's it. You know and that's that cycle and that's that process. Your second plan is obviously your 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 silver plan. Is that act, what what you want to do is you 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 want you want to come out of that nine to five. Okay, you've done the nine to five for about you know 10, 15 years of leaving university. Okay. And you think actually I want to try and go on to uh, and try and my own business, and that's where you get your own business and you get whatever you want. What I mean by whatever you want is whatever your achievements. So you want a nice car, you want a bigger house, you want to send your children to private school, you want to do this. So because you've taken that risk and you've understood what risk you're taking, because you've worked in that industry for ten years, or you've had some sort of an incline, or you've created and you've been smart enough to get yourself a contract or you've done something, you've now created yourself a business, that's the medium pack, okay? Now the gold pack is your, your millionaires and your billionaires where they've taken the risk where you wouldn't take. What they've done is they've, they've put everything on the line and they've taken the money from the banks at a cheap rate and brought 30 portfolio properties, brought five or six businesses, brought lent money at the same time done this done this done this they've taken that risk that a lot of people are worried to take because they've done it based on the fact of your hard money that's kept in the bank and you're saving they've lent it at a cheap rate and just taken and brought and built the empires if that makes sense so i think you've always got kind of three plans and you've got to work out what is your plan and it all comes down to that one word we started with opportunity so where do you position yourself within that plan and take that opportunity when it comes at you? Yeah, and with, with that, with, with the taking risk and, you know, having that ambition, it, it, do you think that's something that anybody can do? Or do you think, you know, is it learnt? What, what's your thoughts on that? You know, what? I, I, I don't think it's learnt. I think, I think there's, um, you've got to have the hunger. If you haven't got the hunger, you, you're not going to learn and you're not going to fall. So in my life, I made a lot of money. I lost a lot of money. And then, so in my, in, in, in my lifetime, I had, I have, have run a number of businesses and, I, and there was a time where I didn't know money, where money was coming from. Then there was a time in my life where I had probably a plan and I was so proud that I would never ask any family member, my parents, my father for any money, but I had to start again. So, but I understood the formula. I understood the formula of success. So now I live my life very balanced. I don't need to be here. I don't need to, I don't want to go down there. I'm happy to be in the middle range, if that makes sense. So without, if I, if I, if I haven't done that in business, I, I, I'm okay to take the risk. If you haven't done that, if you haven't had your own business and lost your money and then made it again, and then looked at certain things, how are you going to then survive in that circle? And always dream big. Always think, actually, this is impossible. Because guess what? If you fall somewhere halfway, that's good enough. Yeah. Always think big. Always create. Try and do the impossible. 
You know, we launched the first seed channel in the world. That was impossible. People thought, well, when's this going to happen? You know, I haven't stopped here. There might be something else we're going to create. We'll create something else down the line. We'll do something else in the next five years, 10 years. We'll keep going because, you know, that's what I believe I am. I believe I'm a kingmaker and we'll, we'll create and create and keep doing things that in better the communities, in better society, in better the next generations to come. M money will come to you. Don't worry about money. Just think about your strategy and your plan moving forward. And um, you touched upon two things there, uh, thinking big and also um, you know, taking risk. And what, what, are, what other key traits do you see in other successful people who you, you know, come across uh, within your day-to-day -day businesses? The only, the, only, the only thing I see in other people who are very wealthy and done really well, they've looked at an opportunity and they've thought about the opportunity and they've re reversed engineered that opportunity because they've now understood how to make the money. Everyone who's good in maths knows how to make money. It's very simple. It's a very simple formula to make money. But what do you do when you have money? Some people will have money and just say, well, that's it. I don't need anything else in life and disconnect themselves from society. Some people have money and give X amount back to charity. Some people have money, but then what they, they're forward thinkers and they will, they will invest in about 50, 60 businesses because that's going to now help society and economy and give other youngsters opportunities because they had an opportunity. And out of them 50, four might, maybe the ratio is maybe, maybe five or 10 will survive. But guess what? Out of them 10 might be the next Facebook, <laughs> might be the next big strategy. So you have different kind of engineers. If you look at... Um, you know, if you look at, you know, the big, big, big businesses in the world, you know, the owner of Tesla has not made, he's not a car manufacturer. He wants to change the, uh, the, the, uh, uh, the ecosystem. He's built a battery. <laughs> so if you look at, you know, you know, he's built a, a battery that will sustain for X amount and, and reduce, uh, you, know, you know, the economy's uh, emissions and so on and so on. So these people are forward thinkers. You might think, oh, you know, if you look, if, and, and, and if you look at, he's running at X amount of debt, you know, if you look, you know, if, you know, and, and, and if you look at this, the wealth is, is, his wealth is on the exit plan. It's not about selling cars. It's a bigger, it's a bigger plan. And yeah. that's how you've got to think. You can't think I'm buying something. I bought a building for a hundred thousand pound. I've sold it for 200,000 pound. I made a hundred thousand pound profit. What are you going to do with a hundred thousand pound profit? Because number one, it's going to get taxed. Okay, so you have to pay tax on it. Number two, you know, you made the profit, but then what? What have you done? You've done it for yourself, but what's the next strategy? You're building your wealth empire, which is great, but then what's the next strategy? Where are you moving from there? Because guess what? It's not, you know, you know what else can you give at that time to help the next guy? I'm all, I'm all, I'm in, in, in British Asia TV, I'm all about giving people opportunities helping the next person. And if I look at the track record of, 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 of Asia TV, people have gone on to work at BBC. People have gone on to work at McCann. You know, people have gone on to work at big major Sky Sports and so on and so on. It's been a great platform. And I think, you know, businessmen and business people, you know, anyone in business, they, they should look outwards a little bit to say, well, actually I had this opportunity. What can I give back? There's always a scope of giving something back. You know, if you could give maybe a tenth or a percent, a five percent of your overall income, 
and have a play with that, let's give it something back to society because you've got to keep the economy moving. You've got to keep giving people opportunities. And, and, and sometimes it might, like, you know, going back to your question, has everybody got it in them? They might, not everybody's got it in them, but if somebody's given an opportunity, they'll probably execute it well. Yeah. So, so there are some people that need to be given an opportunity, but only you as a businessman, like a dragon's death strategy, could only tell actually that guy's worth investing in or that person's worth doing that with. Yeah. And, and that's all like really exciting. And, um, you know, speak, you know, you spoke about earlier, you know, you can be up there, but then you can also be down there as well. When you are going through those challenges and those rough patches, what's your mindset and thought to come out of them? And, you know, how, how does it feel being in that situation at that time? Look, your mindset, you have to be very focused. You have to, you have to, your family, your family at that time are your biggest support. You have to surround yourself with people who could build, take you back up to the level you were at. If you're going to associate now with certain people who can't take you to the top, how are you going to get there? So there's a strategy and a game plan. So what I did is that at that time is I surrounded myself with a strong team. I surrounded myself with strong accountants, lawyers, good businessmen, good advisors, good people, key people that now I can help get myself back onto that level because we're, you know, wherever there's a will, there's a way. And I think that's how you've got to think. Within them bad times, I thought, I'll make it again, it's okay. I'm fine. It will take me, it took me eight years, which is fine. But it's, you know, it was eight years of struggle, but at least it taught me a lesson. It taught me a lesson how to manage money. It taught me a lesson not to be egoistic. It taught me a lesson that, you know, be wise, give good advice, be humble, you know, help people if they ask for it. You know, so it's, it's, it, 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 it's a journey of life and, and, and actually it helped me. It helped me, you know, um, it helped me, it helped me, it helped me think about life with a different aspect. Right. And with, with success, obviously, you know, it's a, it's a word that gets banded about a lot. What, what does success mean to you? Success for me means leaving a legacy, leaving something for others that will benefit, leaving something, uh, you know, when we're not here for others to benefit. That's what success will be. It's not about, you know, having, a, a, you know, um, having so much money in my bank account and so on and so on. Uh, you know, that's how I would de de define success is leaving a legacy, leaving something for next generations to learn and pick up off. Um, uh, you know, when we're not here in, 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 in whatever hundred years time. Right. And, and one of the reasons we really like to do this show is uh, I'm sure you see it, you know, obviously while it, you know, connected in the media industry, there's a lot of social media channels, which makes, you know, building your success or, you know, building wealth seem a lot easier than it is. You see these fad courses or, you know, social media influences, etc. Um, can you give an idea on, you know, what the real hard work it does take to reach your goals and, you know, what comes from the person within that? The real hard work is dedication. But guess what? The biggest impact that happens in building a business and doing something is your family. They don't see you. The time, the efforts. Media is not a nine-to-five role. It's a seven-day-a-week. Okay? And there's no hours. There's no nine-to-five in media because it's all news in five minutes. So technically, we have to keep thinking and innovating and creating and sourcing and so on and so on and so on. We're thinking all the time. So again, you know, the, 
it's the hard work you put in. You could go on these courses and you might, I know you're coming away with really is some kind of that you already know. And it's about hard work that you put into your business and it's about reaching out. It's about networking. It's yeah. about meeting different people because statistically, you know, if you send a hundred emails out, two emails might be amazing. I, I was on a call with, with British Commonwealth Association just three days ago. Somebody on there had, an, uh, you know, one of our, my colleagues had an order from Amazon. Hmm. And here's an opportunity because if I wasn't on the call, I wouldn't have heard about that. But he had, a, he had an order from Amazon for some masks. For, for some masks that they required medical and non-medical. Now, I have a friend who does a lot of work at Export and Import from China. Now, I introduced him to him. And again, it's the hard work. And, 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 and what I've done is I'm getting CC'd into these emails. And I can see the emails are going backward and forward at one o'clock in the morning. You know, China's waking up at this time, this. So it's that hard work. It's that effort. It's that time. It's that dedication. But then once you, once you, once, what, what does, what does success and money buy? It buys you time. As long as you know that, and as long as you, it buys you time and comfort, yeah. as long as you know what to do with that time and comfort, run and run and go and get the money. Yeah. What, what I'm doing is I'm thinking, let's enjoy, enjoy what we do. Let's make a change for somebody. Let's help people on the way, on the journey, and let's leave a legacy. And um, with, with that, you know, that time, um, how, how would you advise people to balance work and hitting their goals with, you know, healthy balance and, and you know, trying to get time with their family and friends, etc. I think, look, there has to be a cut-off line. If your cut-off line is seven o'clock and you turn your phones off, it is what it is in the evening. But then, if you know, it's important to go for walks and it's important to look after your health. It's important to eat well. It's important to, you know, uh, meditate. You know, or, you know, and whatever you do, it's important to pray. It's important to, you know, if you do yoga, fine. So it's important to have a balanced life. You always must remember it has to be balanced. And it's always important to give back to charity, you know. And, and that's the way, the, the way of life of, uh, of, you know, what Sikhs are taught, that we have to give 10% of whatever we are back to charity because it's a way of life. So live life in a balance. That's what I've learned in, within my, in, in my small journey think we've got a lot to do yet um you know and, and and i think have a balance in life enjoy your life have time to pray have time to work have time to spend with family have time to pray and and have have time to work hard it's a balance and only you can create that balance there's no one could teach you how to have that balance because you're in control of your time uh you know throughout that throughout your journey of 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 of, of, of trying to build your success and empire Perfect. And um, that, that was great. Thanks a lot for, you know, all, all that detail throughout there. Um, how we try to end off, um, you know, as a lot of podcasts do, you know, they have their own tailored quickfire round. Um, but I try to personalise it depending on what your, you know, industry and background is. So it's just five quick questions. Um, some of them can be, you know, sentence if you like. So the first one is, um, which media or entertainment company in the world do you most look up to? Hmm, good question. Disney. Who is your favourite all-time art music artist? <laughs> <laughs> you got me there. Uh, all Probably time. a few. <laughs> it's too many to say, to be too honest. There's, um, and if I say one, 
then everyone's going to say, oh, is that why, is that why they're getting played more on British TV? <laughs> so, I probably, you know, I, I love it. I respect everyone's different music. Um, it's a tough question for me to even answer. But actually, I'll answer it. Dildeep Manek, Surinder Gaur. You know, some of the old traditional sounds and that music, you know, I really, really enjoy uh, listening to, to, to them kind of music. Right. And um, who was your idol growing up? My father. And would you say work for money or work for your, uh, what you're passionate about? Passionate. And final question, what is one bit of advice you would tell your 18-year-old self today? Stay positive, stay focused, look out for the opportunity, seize the moment, and make a difference in, in, life, in your lifetime. Fantastic. That's great. Uh, look, really, thanks again so much. It was a lot of fun. Um, is there anything else you want to add to that? Or, you know, where can people find you? Well, look, British TV, we're, we're, we're 70, 74% demographics of the UK population. You can find us on, on, on Sky, online, BritAsia.tv. Um, we're on Sky Channel 767. Check us out. You know, um, we're available. Uh, very easy, accessible. Um, you know, and uh, Garam, thank you for taking time out. You know, and uh, it's great to hopefully somebody will benefit and, 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 and take something away from this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's really what we want to do. And, you know, absolutely with the amount of information you gave there, we're confident um, people can. And, um, you know, with InspirePod, um, please like, share, subscribe, uh, follow us on Inspire.pod. Uh, we're also on LinkedIn as well. And yeah, we look forward to the next episode.